Oh my god, I did. Is this bad? Is this bad? You should pull that out. That shit is not cool. Wait. Wait. Pull what out? The dart, man. Got a fucking dart in your neck. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. That's right, my friends. We're slowing it down. Welcome, welcome, Battle Brothers Dropship. My name's Obs. Thank you for joining me. SD can't be here today. He sends his regards, so we're going to have to two-man it. It's just me and you, and I need a dub. So what did I mean by slowing things down? Well, we've got a thinking man's apex coming, and I'm excited. The more you got on the line, the more you're playing for a win, the more value and reason you have to pay attention to the storm, your rotations to take the time to plant traps or fortress on the different nooks and crannies around the map. Super excited. Obviously, Watson's a big part of that, but one character doesn't change the meta. And right now, Apex Legends is kind of like a destruction car derby. Car destruction derby car. Derby destruction car. Car destruction derby car. Derby destruction car. I look this up. Huh. Demolition derby. There we go. Yikes. All right. So I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm trying to do a proper podcast intro right now. To sum up what we got for you today, we're going to just drop in with the important highlights from patch notes super quick. Uh, a couple of nerfs and buffs here and there. Changes in the in this or that. Then we're going to go over a couple of data mines super quick. We're going to talk briefly about the new Hunter Killer Mirage and how uh, games with higher stakes is going to open up an entire new Apex and a lot of characters are going to get reshuffled, different abilities are going to have different weights, we're going to start paying attention to our team makeups, it's, it's going to be good. And then we're going to have a little chat about movement and then we're going to wrap up with some facts. A little something to set the mood, let's go classical. Right, this is Battle Brothers Dropship. Let's kick off. First off, shout out to EA and Respawn. They just pledged 150 grand to Guardian Con. Um, I know Guardian Con uh, in previous years has worked to donate to St. Jude. Guardian Con, super cool. It's a event, a charity. It's a charity drive, and gamers chip in, and it keeps getting bigger every year. Uh, this year, they pulled down almost a million bucks. Very cool. Um, I believe Guardian Con started from Destiny. And uh, because I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. So Guardian Con started with Destiny, and I think they were just so good at raising money, and it just became, you know, a loved thing throughout the community. Now you've got... Um, Anyways, check them out. Guardian Con, it's a cool event. It's a cool organization, and they do a lot of good work for charity. I'm pretty sure it's St. Judah. Next, we're going to knock out some quick data mines. Shout out to Hurdle. 
on the Discord. He posted a great article that I missed. Uh, we've got gold stocks coming. Next, a lot of rumors going around about Akimbo. We're talking left and right, dual wield. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like we got a cowboy. So I definitely don't see Akimbo being a verified thing. Yeah, so Akimbo could pretty, be pretty exciting. Uh, JFresh said that they're aiming to uh, buff weapons on the lower end of the power curve. And they want to make these guns viable that you could carry them into endgame in an unironic way, uh, as they phrased it. So Akimbo could be a great way to do that. Uh, I could see Akimbo Mozambiques being super fun and deadly. High risk, high reward. Possibly, I think you'd have to slow down the reloads, though. And that would make sense with the Kimbo reloads, they're being slower. Uh, that could definitely make it... I would see it being OP. If you could... Yeah, I don't know if it'd be OP. I, I, I don't play enough uh, Mozambique. But anyways, you know, we're going to find out. Now, patch notes, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, PC, you're getting a lot of uh, patches, make things less buggy. Um, but we're just going to go through the patch notes that mattered in the last month or two. One, jump tower buff. So the jump towers, you wouldn't get much distance out of them. And I don't I don't really use jump towers that much because I found myself being really disappointed with the distance I was getting out of them. Sometimes I felt just running a little bit out of my way and climbing up them and flying wasn't really even worth it. So anyways, now you just fly off of them straight and you come off them with speed so you can fly straight for a while then drop and straight and you'll get a ton of distance, which is fun and great for chasing high kill games. So I'm stoked to see that they did that. The jump towers now really give you some distance and should change up uh, your gameplay if you're not using them that often. Another big one is they increased accuracy when sliding. Now they didn't call it this, they called it fixing an issue with accuracy while sliding, but essentially accuracy has been buffed. So sliding is huge in this game and it's super versatile. You basically turn into like a tank turret. You can shoot backwards, you can heal, and you're on the move. So understanding if you're on a hill or not and which direction it is uh, as you're fighting definitely pays off. Next, they removed bunny hopping. I know some PC players are real bummed right now. I talked about this uh, in a recent episode uh, I was like, they haven't nerfed it, they know about it. Time to time to learn how to, you know, console bunny hop. And then just boom, patch notes dropped, bunny hopping's out. Say lovey. Then the G7 lost some sway. The G7 was just janky. It's got a great DPS, but it's just janky to use. And the bullets would just drop. They were some lazy bullets. And they never mentioned this part of it, but I'm I'm really sure. Uh, they increased the speed. Maybe they didn't increase the speed very much, but the bullets don't drop nearly as much as they used to. So I definitely recommend revisiting the G7. And then to wrap up information you need to know, Lifeline. I went back uh, through a lot of patch notes and I could not find Lifeline. Okay, this is what happened. Me and SD and a random were around a heal bot and it started healing all three of us. I'm sure that when they nerfed Lifeline, they dropped them down to two, where the heal bot could, where the heal bot could heal two players at once. And I remember being bummed about that and thinking, man, 
You know, I'm, I'm actually generally for the, the character design, I'm all about buffs. So, anyways, me and SD talked about it. And I was like, hey, this, this thing's healing all three of us. And I'm, I don't think I'm crazy. And, you know, like, a good way to know you're crazy is to see if anybody else is having your, your you know, is there a shared craziness? Uh, I don't think me and SD are crazy. But we might be. But I couldn't find it in the patch notes. So, now, we got two, two thoughts submitted by the community. On our Discord, you know, we've got a thread for topics and ideas for the show, suggestions, whatnot. Um, how much fun it is kicking down doors. And how him and some randoms just kind of randomly, spontaneously started kicking down doors. And then they kind of got serious about it and started smashing out as many doors as they could. And by the end, they'd gotten really good at it. And they are running around, double dragon, kicking doors at the same time blowing them off their hinges and yeah i have done that too and because smashing doors just feels so good so let's just take a moment to appreciate how freaking good it feels to just kick down some doors in this game good good tactile response or something feels like i'm strong as hell Pow! I'm through the door oh friendly reminder you can open doors with longbow shots and wingman shots. Just gotta pop them in the handle. The door will pop open. Alright, now we gotta talk about Mirage. Mirage got a huge buff. It didn't feel like it at first, or it didn't sound like it, because it was just his ultimate ability. Um, so you just thought, okay, now I can actually flee better. I can disappear, because that was really the only way you could use his old ultimate. And turning basically invisible and very quiet has now turned him into ninja so nugget who's actually going to be guest hosting coming up sometime uh sooner than later he's been playing mirage real hard since the buff and he uh he put a clip on the the server where he's 3v1 in a team and it's some canyon it's not too tight of a canyon but you know there's definitely walls on each side and he gets a knock, and then he pops his ult behind a rock. And there's some smoke from his Bangalore, or from their Bangalore, and he just pretty much just runs right by him. And then rematerializes behind him with a Mastiff, and pa pa pa, just wastes the other two teammates for the win. And man, it was a tasty clip. Uh, we'll probably, you know, I'm gonna ask him a bunch of questions about Mirage when he's on the show. Uh, you know, Nugget can put down some numbers. So we'll get into depth about it. But yeah, if you haven't been, you know, into Mirage, definitely revisit them. I did test it in the water and paid attention to And you can still hear yourself in the water, but it's definitely muted. And on land, it's super, super quiet. So it's not only about disappearing, it's also about the audio of it. This game gives you, you know, a lot of heads up on footsteps. They're real loud. And they gotta be. You know, it's not really about realism. It's just like, that's kind of our radar. Mirage now has, from what was basically a useless ultimate, to now a really great ultimate for disappearing and for attacking, being sneaky. Speaking of being sneaky, you can't be sneaky on a Bloodhound. So Bloodhound's getting a buff. Now instead of just getting a snapshot of your enemy, you're actually gonna track the enemy for a minute and see some of its motion. And that's gonna be a real big buff because now you're actually gonna get a real good sense of direction. Sometimes you could tell which way they're heading, but sometimes you really couldn't. So, yeah, that's gonna be good. 
you know, I, when I, I love Bloodhound, but I really don't use that ability enough. I think the trick to it is that generally when you use it, it gives away your position. So it's kind of a trade most of the time. You get their position and they get yours. So using it advantageously would mean when they know your position, but you don't know theirs. When you feel a push coming on and you duck or you're healing or this or that, and you feel that panic of where are they? If they know where you're at, then it's definitely a win to use that ability. So I'm definitely gonna be trying to incorporate that more into my play and I'm excited about that buff coming. I'm real stoked that they're just buffing all the legends. I think, you know, they really want just different legends with different play styles, that whole deep mastery thing they're talking about. Since we're talking about buffs and nerfs to legends, Hurdle posted a clip and some frame by frames of him just absolutely whiffing right through a Pathfinder's legs. I wanted to make a note about the value of paying attention to what kind of legend you're fighting and incorporating that into your battle mindset. I, you know, coming from Fortnite and then Blackout, I still sometimes tend to just see an enemy unit and not really worry about what they are until they start using their abilities or I whiff through Pathfinder's leg. So yeah, definitely with Pathfinder, you gotta you gotta kind of like mid mid box ain't a great place to shoot at. You kind of need to aim a little bit higher with Pathfinder. So yeah, Hurdle, thanks for posting all the cool content. Let's get to rank play. So right now, Apex Legends is like a destruction derby. Bunch of cars just running around and smashing into each other. And that's what we're doing in the game. You just run around most of the game. You don't really pay attention to where you're at. Final three, if the circles are small enough, you'll kind of take a look around and pick a spot and ride the circle. And yeah, it's fun to play then. But even then, it's pretty rare that you get a real thinker where you gotta like pay attention and come up with the strategy and then smoke them and then push and use your abilities to get a spot or, you know, and those are a lot of fun. So basically the reason I'm so excited about ranked play is that the more you have on the line in a battle royale, it shifts players from early game to mid game and end game, and it increases player density in end games. You look at Fortnite competitive play and they've got that crazy one by one catacomb battles going on. This game luckily doesn't have a building mechanic. So where you are on the map matters a lot more. That's not a dig on Fortnite. The building mechanic is something so unique and special. But the problem is with it, it doesn't really matter where you're at on the map so much because you're just building and fighting off that. But I digress. We've got six levels of ranked play coming, with Apex Predator being the highest level of ranked. Now, with Elite, they kind of showed us a model of tournament. Elite was top five. It wasn't enough skin in the game, and it wasn't, we didn't really have anything to earn by this or that, you know, unless you're going for like the triple eight badge. Um, and even then, you know, that's not gonna slow you down. And there's nothing wrong with Elite, and I'm not knocking it, and like, I'm proud of my Elite wins. But we haven't got a taste of Apex Legends being played by a bunch of people really trying to win. Like really thinking about it, and riding the storm and worrying about location and plugging Pathfinder into the beacon, you know, 
abilities and characters value are going to be different on just romper stomper apex legends go fast and just have a good time or apex predator elite i won a game and then we won another game and now we've got a shot at an apex predator win right you know at that point i'm slowing down i'm studying the storm i'm thinking about my rotations i'm setting up ambushes and it's not only that i'm getting ambushed i can't wait until i run through a canyon i come around a corner and there's a Watson fence. And then fire rains down from the rear because somebody was up in the cliffs and they just let me run by. And now Arcstars are coming in from Watson and we are effed. So anyways, we're gonna get to reevaluate and create real strategies about, uh, you know, our team makeups, you know, about fortressing. And what's great about fortressing is that attacking fortresses are going to become a thing now, right? You know, Watson being introduced with their fences is kind of like a little buff to Pathfinder. Because Pathfinder can just jump over a fence with his grapple. His pole vault, I should call it, right? And then you take old Gibraltar. Carefully don't get Gibraltared. And by that I mean, when you don't select a character, every once in a while they just make you play as Gibraltar. You know, Caustic's definitely a very strong character. You know, we're going to get into uh, Legend Guide soon because now, you know, the nitty gritty is going to matter. So anyways, about the meta getting slowed down, I don't actually think it's going to be Watson that's going to do it so much. I think it's going to be ranked play and people having more skin in the game. Final note, King's Canyon has walls. Sounds stupid, but most Battle Royale games have just a big open map you can always pretty much move in 360 degrees. Now there's a canyon or a river, this or that, but you're always just able to just move. And King's Canyon has its walls, it has its canyons. That lets you create a perimeter. You basically wanna be fighting with a back against your wall. You basically wanna be fighting with a backup against, you basically want you and your squad. I'm losing it. You know, a real principle is basically eliminating how many fronts you got to fight on. So if you pay attention to the storm and your placement and this or that, and maybe even drop down a fence, you can find areas where your squad, instead of having to be looking in 360 degrees and can be hit from every angle, you can only basically attack one way or be hit one way. And then you've got the huge height variations. You always want to be getting the high ground. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Yeah, I just wanted to get everyone hyped up about, you know, high level, high stakes, ranked play coming. I think they're going to do something special with it. The thing about skill-based skins. So the problem with them is that they devalue the skins you buy. Now, if a kid earns a skin that proves that he's really good, he's going to want to rock that skin all the time. And there's less incentive to have... Uh, different skins that you buy in the store and that you rotate. But a nice workaround for that could be where you have skins that you can only rock in the ranked play. And I'm thinking like, you know, like 10 Apex Predator wins and you get like a blacked out Bloodhound. And then when you're battling and you see a blacked out Bloodhound, you're like, oh no, guys, it's a Black Death. We're screwed, you know? So it'd be cool to be able to earn skins based on 
um, you know, accomplishments in high-level ranked play. And then you just make it so you can only use them skins during certain times. Like maybe the tournaments, the high-level tournaments only run, you know, three days a week, and that's when you can use them in those modes. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Next topic, baby. Movement. If you've been listening for a while, uh, me and SD talked recently about being plateaued, how we weren't really getting better. Um, you know, we're good, but we weren't getting better. And we started breaking down how to get better. And the biggest thing that is up my game, I, you know, this episode's already getting pretty long. So I'm not going to just talk about all the ways I'm getting better, like a real, real asshole. But one way that I've gotten much better is working one mechanic into my gunfights. And that is while reloading, I like I jump left or right and I land in a slide and I take off. And this game lets you do that even on flat. If you're standing still and you jump holding uh, left or right, you know, cranked all the way and you land crouched, you freaking choo, you take off. So you know the feeling when you're fighting and you reload and you're like, and you like wave left and right and you're waiting for that reload. Well, now you can empty your clip, hit reload, jump, land and slide, and you can be moving real fast while at the same time keeping your eyes on the enemy instead of having to like turn and run and slide and then turn back. So it's a great way to get a lot of acceleration in the middle of a gunfight. When you're shooting, you want to be hitting your target. And when you're reloading, you want to be in cover or moving fast. Very basic principles, but if you think about them as like a, um, like a metric, you know, how often in a gunfight are you reloading and not moving fast? Well, jump and slide left or right is a game changer. So I couldn't recommend it enough. Test it out, and it's going to really help you out on the reloads. And it's not only reloads. It's kind of anytime you get that ooh feeling where your butthole clenches real tight and you hope you're lucky. Now I can jump and slide and get out of there real quick while fighting back or keeping an eye on things. I don't just have to book it. Movement mechanic of the week. Yikes. Edit. Boom. Second point on movement. Battle Royale has a lot of running around. Let's just be honest about it. A lot of times, you just kind of run around. So what I wanted to um, encourage people to do is that while you're running around, you'll find the map has lots of cool little things that when you work on them and you play with them, you can find out things that'll work in your advantage. That sounds super general and vague, and it is, but I've got a great example of what I'm talking about. So on the dropship, there are two ways to get up and down from the levels below or up top, right? There's the ladder on the side and there's the ladder near the controls. If you're on the bottom though, with a little bit of practice, so you run out the side and you jump off the, the ship from the lower level and you land on the wall of the boosters and then you climb up them and then from there you can jump onto the top level. So I figure this out and I'm pleased with myself. And the very next match, I'm on the dropship and me and my squad mate are fighting a squad up top and we're down below and we're fighting through one of the hatches. And I remember what I just figured out. And I ran outside 
jumped, landed, climbed up, and then came up behind him and murked him. And I was so pleased with myself. And, you know, that's not going to happen very often. And the next time I tried it, I screwed up and fell off the ship, you know? So it's not always going to work out. But before I figured that little thing out, I had two ways to get up. And now I've got like six ways to get up. You know, you can hit either one of the boosters and I've got the two hatches. So another example is in Thunderdome. When you're leaving Thunderdome, there's a kind of a tunnel. And I didn't think you could actually climb to the top of it. I had tried it. But then uh, Drew Bagel shot down a flyer and the box dropped on the very top of it. And me and the squad were trying to get up there to get the loot. And uh, climbing up the side of it, you climb up and you get real close and then you fall back down, right? The other person got up and then I kept working at it and I realized that at the very end of like your run, because it's not quite a wall and it's a little bit of a slant, if you jump again, it'll give you this little tiny hop that puts you right over the edge. And now I know I can get on the very top of that archway. And I don't know when I'll use that or, um, but now I know it's there. And I now have a little bit more space and a new route that I can use. Final thing about, you know, studying the little details on the dropship. Depending on where the zip lines are on the sides, if the zip line is very far away and the angle of the zip line is more moderate, you can jump from the zip line a little bit early and climb up to the second, uh, the roof, the, the, the top of the ship. But if the angle of the zip line is more uh, extreme, is steeper, then you actually can't make that hop. So it's actually sometimes when I'm attacking that ship, I have a choice if I want to land on the bottom or I can jump up to the, the top. You know, I now have a little more option, just a, just a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of an advantage. But we're always running around, so it's a good way to just stay sharp and you just learn little nib-jib details about the map that you can use. All right, so to wrap up, we're gonna talk season two weapons and uh, what you can do in anticipation to just kind of start thinking about it. The big draw, the big change is that A, they're gonna be incorporating weapon swap strategies, which also makes you feel like a cowboy. And that's gonna be primarily with the different kinds of rounds. So alternators and 45s are getting the disruptor rounds, which are gonna do uh, increased damage to shields. And then the 2020 and the Mozambique are getting the hammer point rounds. And those are gonna do increased damage to body. Anyways, I'm super excited about this. Destiny had great weapon swap combos and you kind of come up with your own and nothing feels cooler than doing a weapon swap fire with precision. Just makes you feel like a real like draw pow. So I can't remember what that what they called it, but they just they explicitly said it like more dynamic strat. They had a cool way of saying it. But basically, weapon swap combos are coming. And finally, energy ammo is gonna stack at 80 instead of 60, and we're getting energy ammo clips. Just like the other clips, you get faster reloads at level two and three. And I'm excited about this. I mean, the triple take's getting a buff. I love the triple take. It's a great starter sniper rifle, fast bullets, you got that spread, you got the choke, 
make big plays. I enjoyed the triple take. I'm glad it's getting a buff. The thing about the Havoc is that it's got a vertical recoil. And if you use a gun enough with a vertical recoil, your brain will learn how to just kind of tilt back on the stick of hair to compensate for that vertical recoil. Yeah, excited about the Havoc. If you're newer to Battle Royale or shooters in general, it's generally a pretty good idea to pick a few weapon combos and stick with them and learn those guns really well. Um, the Havoc is a gun where I would actually go into training mode and just spend 10-15 minutes shooting the Havoc and learning to control the recoil a bit. And uh, that would actually really pay off. That would be some like a real good use for training mode. The Havoc is a great close range weapon. Oh, and finally, all you shoddy players out there, now you gotta stack your ammo. It's gonna cost you at least two or three spots to run shoddy. And I dig it. That was that was a big advantage. I mean, you could run like a shoddy and a sniper or wingman, get away with like two or three ammo spots, and you could have a lot of grenades. What else did I just say? Let's wrap this baby up. So we didn't talk about data leaks about the story and what's coming at King's Canyon, and that was on purpose. I don't want to do spoilers on the the story, but lore is starting to develop too. They've been dropping more and more lore. They got a cool uh, transcript from Bangalore and her brother. Um, soldier from the frontier wrote Lifeline, just thanking her for saving his life one day. Everyone else had given up on him, but not Lifeline. She just showed up, patched him up, and sent him on his way. So uh, we'll definitely try to dive into the lore, maybe some of it, make some of it come alive. I don't know, but I, I, you know, I do know that me and SD love lore, and we didn't talk about season two because it's coming, and we're gonna log in, and you know, them go, them leviathans are gonna be doing something, or the map's gonna be doing something. I'm excited. You're excited. Ain't no reason to spoil any of that if that's not your cup of tea. So. If you want to support the show, and you want to make us feel real special, drop us a rating in your Apple Podcast app or iTunes. Drop us a review. Definitely helps the show out. And if you ain't subscribed to the show, if you're on Spotify, hit that heart. Subscribe to the show, or even consider telling somebody about it. Now, um, if you want to join the Discord, um, show our Discord invite is in the show notes. You can follow me or SD on Twitter. I am Zobs BB, X O B B E S B B, and SD is E S S D I I B B. So follow us on Twitter. We'll say what's up. You say what's up. We all say what's up. And finally, to wrap up, we are Epic Creators. If you use the Epic Store, you can throw us some money by typing in Zobs, X-O-B-B-E-S. Now, I haven't been shouting this out because we were covering Fortnite and then we stopped covering it and we weren't Fortnite creators and it didn't feel right to try and get that money since, you know, we weren't covering the game. So that money needs to go to like Fortnite creators. But then the program grew and now we are Epic creators and we're getting free games in my email my computer's not good enough to run them yet, but that's gonna change real soon. You know, I like what Epic's doing for developers on the storefront. I downloaded Dauntless. It's a real cool monster hunting game. Uh, it's streamlined. I would say a great introduction to like 
hack and roll and it's one dauntless across all so it's not on mobile yet but it will be and it's a great game for playing with you know different kinds of people hey you want to like play a cool game with your kid at lunch like you can both just chop up some monsters that sounds like your gig check out dauntless and now that i've done an epic commercial i feel a-okay telling you that if you want to support the show and me and sd um type in zobs for your supporter creator on anything you do on the epic store x-o-b-b-e-s ah and final 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 note thank you for sticking with me y'all are the best you know join our discord uh we've got pc players we've got xbox players um if you want to shred some rounds with me and sd you'll get you our psn handles and uh that'll do it man thanks for sticking with me laser blazers blaze more laser Beep, boop, boop, beep.